Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Oh my God, why did I post that? Ah, I don't know what to do. Should I delete that? Yeah, you should definitely delete that. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. Okay, that was... You bloody hell, Em. I was taking a deep breath. I was doing a moment of meditation before we went in and wow. Pull yourself together, Al. Podcast never sleep. (laughs) Ambition. Money. Oh, do you want to hear something incredibly... I don't know why I keep saying money. I just keep saying it like quite aggressively um, whenever I feel tired. But I, (laughs) I just feel like that's probably what like... I don't know, like Elon Musk probably says that to himself. He probably just like slaps stuff around the face and says money a lot. Money! Like, like I saw something this morning. Yeah, let money out. Money. He probably says it just like that. Like, Ow, money. Um, okay, are you ready? Are you ready to feel fucking inspired? Go on, hit me. This is what's going on. This is what's going on our first fridge magnet. Oh. Attack today with a positive attitude. Absolutely destroy it with good vibes murder its family with hope <laughs> i saw this on your story and i looked for like a, you know you can answer with emojis to stories i looked for like an a, like a, an annoyed one or like a, a for god's sake one you know like an eye roll but i couldn't find it <laughs> no that's because that would be a horrible thing for the platform to be inviting they don't want cynics like you we only want woos and love eyes and <laughs> laughing faces we don't want we don't want bad vibes in story reactions uh... It's a it is a it's a good quote though. Day. I, t- I tell you what, stunning. I am in a I have been in a very I'll foul. Put your scissors down. Put your scissors down. <laughs> oh my god! I'm like I'm in a I've foul been in a foul mood. mood. <laughs> Waving your scissors at my face. Um, oh, you've been in a foul mood. I, w- I wouldn't have known. I am in a foul. Like oh my god! You know, and just I've had to shoot today. Everything has come at once, which is fine, which is great. It's good to be busy. Love that. Yeah, money, money, However, money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had to shoot today, and my sister, who's like working with me full time now, it does my shooting. Yeah, helps me shoot. I don't know. Does my shooting sounds like I'm an absolute? I don't know. Just feel like I need to humble myself. That that sounds really, really yeah, all right, Kim wanky. Goddard, she yeah. does all my shooting. It's all right. You'll humble yourself when you see the footage. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I, I see the footage. Oh my god. <laughs> Thanks, Sam. Um, and she didn't have childcare today. He's poorly, so he couldn't go to nursery. And so we've been trying to shoot with a baby. And my God, it's been absolute chaos. I think that's brutal. That you, And I get it. But also, like, I don't. Like, the risk of your kid getting sick, like, it must be terrifying for a parent. No wonder they're so, like, fanatical about germs. Never mind, like, the kid's welfare. It's got to be more like, if you can't go to childcare then like how do I go to work yeah. and let's be honest it's always the mums that don't go to work or have to make the concession or the sacrifices don't know why I'm kind of getting on a weird fam- feminist tangent no it's true though but I can understand why people get so terrified about their children getting sick because it's yeah. like maybe they should have like a special room at nursery where the poorly ones but, go uh, no, no that's but, bad but the thing is they get sick all the time when they go to nursery like all well, exactly. the time and where do they get sick they get sick at nursery yeah so 
It's a vicious so, cycle. It's a vicious cycle. Just keep them in. But yeah, oh my God, it's so hard. And I, I'm tired. I'm it's, tired and it's not even my baby. Like, God help my sister. God help the Jen. baby. Yeah. Because he, he was like not shoved around, sh- like passed from me to her, to me to her, to me to her, like put in his high chair, but here and there, like tr- trying to be distracted in every way possible and also totally ignored. So God help the child. Yeah, and poor Jen. No, like, poor because not Jen. only has she got a poorly child, but she's got a grumpy Literally. you as well. And she thinks she's got tonsillitis. And I actually didn't really... I was just like, oh, bless you, that, you know, she gets it a lot. And then she was like, look at my throat. And it's her tonsil was like a tennis ball, just one. It was like a big old tennis ball full of, Why she full just of puffs. Why So I was like, oh, you're really ill. I'm really sorry. But you can't go home. But we kid. still need to shoot. You so both of you... <laughs> Sit here and shut up. <laughs> no. Um, why has she just got one tonsil? No, she's got two, but it's only one that's like inflamed. The other one's just like a pee. And the other one's like a tennis ball. It's it's very disconcerting to look at. <laughs> oh, poor Jen. My sister get, used to get tonsillitis. Then they took her tonsils out. But now she just gets tonsillitis on the bit at the back. What's it called? The epi, epi, epiglottis. Epiglottis. Yeah, it's so horrible. Epiglottis. <laughs> Yeah, and she just gets it on that. So they don't take people's tonsils out anymore. They don't, do they? She was like one of the last people that had them out. Yeah, that's so weird. I find it so weird to look at throats that don't have them in. Not that I look at many throats. How often does that that happen? I don't think I've ever seen your tonsils. (laughs) My mum doesn't have her tonsils, so sometimes I'm like, oh, can I look inside again? And it's just like... Like a chasm. Yeah, yeah, like it's just a Like having a black black hole. hole. Um... (laughs) Hit me. Tell me something. Good, bad, or awkward. Where would you like to start? I'm gonna start with nothing. Actually, I don't know what this. Ca- I don't know what category this. Fa- this is my bad. Actually, it falls into the bad category. Okay. Okay. As I said in last week's podcast, I fucking love puffins, right? And I was yes. a big story about how much I love puffins and how I thought I'd seen a load of puffins, but I actually saw puffin statues, and I was really upset because I love puffins, right? Few more people who listen to the podcast also love puffins. Um, and someone sent me a video of a really cute puffin and I shared it on my Instagram and I was like oh my god I just love puffins and somebody replied to me and she went I haven't caught up with the podcast yet but oh my god fuck puffins <sighs> I spent two years working with those shits and have actual scars on my hands and body they will nip and not let go also waking up at 2am to something in your house and absolutely bricking it only to find it's one of these twats has got in and got <laughs> stuck in the bathroom Ugh, they suck I was like Right, well, never fucking mind Oh, then. my God. Wait, Screw what kind of job did she have where she had to work with them? I don't know, but she has a duck in her name on Instagram. So presumably something with orthomology. Hey, Siri. What's orthomology? Okay, I found this on the web for what's She's orthomology. She's not working orthomology. Oh, hey, Siri. <laughs> What are people who work with birds called? Okay, I found this on the web for what are people who work with birds or, called. Or, Check it out. Ornithology. I was or close. Ornith- Let's put Nilfiger. Ornithology. Ornithologist. That's what I would guess she is. Ornithology. People who work with birds. Oh I my god, close. I learned something. I'm guessing. Me too. I'm guessing that the, she is an ornithologist. Either that or... Well, I literally have no idea if she's not an ornithologist. I have no explanation for why this chick hates puffins so much. 
Also, like, maybe she just had them as colleagues. Maybe she just works in HR in an office that's just, like, full of puffins. Maybe there's just, like, a place up in, like, Greenland that just puffins just, like, head up, like, the co-op. <laughs> like... Head up the co-op. She just had to work with them for, like, two years, yeah. Oh, they're so cute. I'm just reminding... Aren't they? No, but remember, according to the ornithologist, fuck puffins. I don't know if we... Yeah, sorry, fuck puffins. But I don't remember if we got to the bottom of this last week or not, whether they're related to penguins, because I thought they were, and also they look very similar, but... Oh, last week you said they, you said they look like... You said they look like bird penguins. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. glossed over it way too quickly. <laughs> anyway. Fucking um... like idiot. Um, oh, I actually put that as a note on my phone as well, and I've just written, and I don't know why I've written this as a note, fun puffin fact about their copy. And I think what I was trying to say is that puffins, and I don't know how I know this, so I could have dreamt it, but I'm pretty sure that puffins copy other puffins. So if you have a statue with a puffin standing on one leg, the puffin will copy the statue and will also stand on oh, one leg. so much empathy. That's so cute. I know. So I'm guessing if you yawn... Oh my God, I want to go and see a puffin. I want to try and yawn at a puffin and see if it yawns back at me. Oh no. Oh. You just said the word and then you, just, you put it in my head and then suddenly it's like an immediate fucking yawn. You did it and you didn't cover your hand over your mouth and now you're doing it again. Turn away. Boo. Okay, tell me something. Is your bad that you're just in a foul mood or do you have more bads? Do you want to bring down the vibe even more? No, I'm joking. But Can I just stress? Not stress. Can I just inform everyone? Probably everyone already knows this, but penguins and puffins aren't siblings or even cousins. They're just completely different species. Anyway, did you do your bad? Yes, my bad is my bad is that there's not everybody oh, loves your... puffins, and I'm absolutely gutted. Yes, that is terrible. Bad, bad times. I was really upset. I kind of, you know, when you just you feel like you've jumped on something, and it's like this is a real crowd pleaser. <laughs> like everybody loves a puffin. For example, we could put a puffin on a magnet. Everyone would buy it. Now this girl wouldn't. Fuck puffins. My bad. Oh, oh God. I, kind of bad slash awkward. Oh, I was on the train and I was, uh, well, I met a very nice w- woman, about to say young lady, and I was like, what the fuck am I saying? A very nice woman who happened to follow me on Instagram and we got chatting. And then a woman came and joined us, a woman in her 60s, and she's like sat across us on the t- in the table and she was kind of listening to our convo and like laughing along and stuff and like smiling in. So I was like, oh, let's get her involved. You know, she obviously wants to like get involved. Anyway, so we started chatting. She's really nice. And then she sort of just dove into her... Um, she'd just come back from a retreat where she fasted or just or like had a bit of juice I think it was like maybe a juice only retreat for 10 days and then she proceeded to talk for like 20 minutes about how she is trying this way to lose weight that way to lose weight talking about how like this is the best way to lose weight and actually she's read this and read that and like it was so incredibly uncomfortable because I am I am not I'm never going to be like well actually you know I just it wasn't like I just can't I just don't it's just not me I just can't do it but the girl next to me obviously follows me and knows everything so we're both sitting there like I'm going redder in the face thinking like I don't want to be rude to this woman and I want to like you know when you're in a conversation and you, and you like you nod along and you say yeah and you like you you express a bit of enthusiasm here and there and I was like I can't do that so I'm looking 
so I'm looking rude. So what the hell do I do? So I just felt extremely uncomfortable, didn't know what to do. And I know many people will be like, oh, but you should have tried to like teach her or like help her and stuff. And I'm like, absolutely not. That is not my, it was not the right time, not the right place. It's not my place. It was just a random woman on the train. So that was incredibly uncomfortable. And I didn't get this girl's name, the, the one that follows me. And I don't know her handle. And so I wanted afterwards to like voice note her and be like, oh God, that was so awkward, wasn't it? But I don't even know who she is. So depressing. It was so depressing. It was so depressing. And can't be anything worse than just drinking juice for like five days. She does it a lot though. Like her and her mates do it a lot. They go to boot camps. They go to, they actually go to the boot camp that I went to years and years ago which I was the worst week of my life. And like, I, there was like, a, like so many red flags. Like there was a girl there that was really cl- very, very clearly unwell and they didn't, they didn't intervene. And, and there was a lot of stuff, but she was talking about it like, oh my God, it's the be- like, it's the best thing ever. Like you can lose like six pounds in a week and I'm 60 and like, that's an unheard of for like people in their sixties. And I was just like, oh, this is rough. See, I'd like to go to a, like a, a boot camp that was like not about how you looked or like your weight like I would maybe maybe the hags should do one and it's like we won't weigh you and you eat what the fuck you want but we could like teach cooking I've actually always thought about doing this out in the Isle of Man we could teach like really practical good nutritious meals because it's very hard to know how to cook like grown-up food with like appropriate stuff but that isn't in a diet culture way because that's actually kind of really difficult I always find um but then we could go and do like fun exercise but like literally fun exercise go yeah. and go like go ape or like try yeah. running and like do it in a way that you're like outside all day and you feel very invigorated and like rosy cheeked but you don't feel like you you're on a weight loss starvation and killing yourself trip. do you know what I mean yeah, I'd like to go on like a week long tough mudder type. Like just fun. Yeah, but well, you just don't care about how like, you look. Good food, get outside loads. Yeah, yeah, just like, just hike a bunch. And you can, oh, how you can wear be? like the shittest clothes. Like you don't have to put any makeup on. Hair is constantly yeah, scraped yeah. back. Don't need to wash it. Like that would be amazing. But you know what? Yeah. The, the boot camp I did, like they definitely had those elements, like the, those aspects to it. It's just the fact that it was paired with like, we were we were eating 8, 800 calories a day and then you were like weighed and and also it was very grueling. It was like, it, you weren't allowed to stop if you wanted to stop with the exercise. Like it, it would be like someone screaming, it was like army style military, someone screaming at you. If, if you stop, the rest of the group has to like start again. So obviously you're never gonna fucking stop because you're like, I don't wanna be the person that has to make the group start again because like, shoot me, I'm not doing that. So yeah, but like with take all that away, like the concept of it is, is fun, yeah. Like a- Yeah, I'd like yeah. to just be like outside and hiking for a week with like nice yeah. people. Oh my god, a hag retreat would be so fun. Oh my god, let's do it. That okay. sounds so fun. Um, what what if you had been in my position there on the train with that like talking to that woman, what would you would you have done anything differently? I would like to think that I'd have been like you and just respected her choices and left her to it, but I've got this like horrible <laughs> problem with my impulse control and I'm not very good. I'm getting better, but I'm often not very good at holding my tongue. So I actually would have, if I had the choice, I would do what you did because she's 60 years old. You, she doesn't know you. You don't want to just shit on her entire life and her hobbies. And <laughs> yeah, her and then just get off the train you know and I'm mean? gone from her life forever. Yeah, and then be like, anyway, bye. Yeah, like I think if we'd have been together, I would have probably said like, oh, 
interestingly, actually, Al has some very, um, she's done a lot of research into this and she's written a great book, but I get that it's really hard to say that for yourself. So if, even if I wasn't with you, I might say, oh yeah, um, I, you know, I've heard about that sort of thing, but I don't know. Um, yeah. but, but I probably wouldn't have said it in such a lovely diplomatic way because I'm one of those terrible people that's like, calm, 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 calm. Oh my God, this is a terrible thing. Why are you doing this to yourself? <laughs> So I think you did the right thing. Oh. I probably would have just like torn the woman's life into like shreds and she'd have been like, oh God, why have you done this? I had a really nice week away Goes home crying. Because some people do get a bit indoctrinated into it and you don't, they like do. people have to come to it on their yeah. own. You can't just say like, oh, your entire pastime is a way of right. this shit. Right, like, that's just especially me. when it's something you're super excited about and like if it felt like her whole purpose in life was like weight loss, like want to look a certain way. So yeah, it, it's, it's it's very, very difficult. But yeah, what's your awkward? It's so bad and I didn't really do it justice. I kind of touched on it the other day and your sister was incredibly polite about it and she didn't <laughs> take the piss out of me nearly as much as what she should have done. But on Tuesday, when we were recording this interview that you're about to hear, um, we were in London, uh, we were in Central and we were at a studio and Jen, Alex's sister and I popped out to go and get lunch and we went to Itsu to go and get our lunch and I was just... You know, I can't have normal soy sauce. I have to have... <laughs> <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. And I, I'm so embarrassed. So I have... To, <laughs> I have to have gluten-free soy sauce because I... Um, because I can't have gluten, so I couldn't take the little bottles away. They have, like, one bottle of gluten-free things. So you have to just do it yourself. So I'm standing at, the, like, the checkout bit where you kind of... Like, you pay on one side and then there's, like, a sort of kiosk where you get like your chopsticks or your spoon or your fork if you are going to admit to the world that you can't use chopsticks which I always think is quite embarrassing um and I was pouring my gluten-free soy sauce on and this girl walked up into my periphery and she was wearing a leopard print skirt which I'm gonna be honest is a light wardrobe (laughs) staple item a white shirt and a denim jacket so shoot me for my mistake (laughs) please it's like my uniform I know so and you know like you guys share clothes as sisters you know so I was like it's probably it's probably Jen so I was pouring the soy sauce and I was like I was like god good thing they've got gluten-free soy sauce because you know a lot of places don't have them anyway what did you get what have you got and I turned around to see what Jen had ordered and it wasn't Jen and this woman was just holding her bowl of food looking at me like why do you care care what I've got? And instead of saying, oh God, sorry, I thought you were my friend or whoops, he, wrong person. I just said nothing. I just tailed off. I was like, what have you got? Silence. Carried on pouring. I looked at the person behind this person and that was Jen. And she didn't step in and go, oh, whoops, were you talking to me? Hi, hi, you're such an idiot. She just was like, hi, Em. I was like, hi, Jen. And then she was like, did you think that was me? I was like, yeah. And she was like, because it wasn't. I was like, oh, my God, I have to die. Did the woman respond to you? No. She just looked at me like, all right, weirdo. It was so bad. But it would, I could have, I probably could have got away with it if I'd have said, um, oh, he, he. But I just didn't do the oh, he. I literally just trailed off. Oh, what have you got? 
slowly burnt. So there was nothing, there was no like space for her to jump in and say something. There was just, I just left it and everything just died. We both just froze in time as my life ended and then she just oh, walked that away. That is so embarrassing. That is so embarrassing. So, and I don't know your sister well enough to be like, oh my God, fucking shoot me in the head. So I just had to be like, not only have I embarrassed, embarrassed myself in front of this stranger, I've also embarrassed myself in front of Jen. But I'm, you know, I'm trying to impress at this point. It's still early. Oh. Devastating, absolutely devastating. I would devastating. love to have the footage of um, But equally mortifying, that day was the day that I wore my nice green Zara shirt and I got sweat pit patches as big as a fucking, like, moon under each arm. You really did. They I had to big. walk home like I dislocated both my it's arms. It's that material. Just so embarrassing. It's silk, right? It's that material where it's water-stained. So, like, even when you when it's dry, it's just stained, like water-stained. <sighs> I did. Everything about me has just been awkward this week. Like, honestly, that whole day I was like, oh God, I'm just, I hate myself. <laughs> it's so bad. So bad. We had such a good recording day, though. I'm so excited for all those episodes to come out. Oh my God, yeah. T- today's, get, yeah. Literally oh, today. Oh my God, epic, yeah. But... Sorry. I'm. Yeah, it's today. today. Um, have you got anything awkward? And it won't top that. No, so that was, that was, that was, oh no, it wasn't my awkward. Oh, my awkward, very small, but we were in the Isle of Man visiting you at your family's home and we, your sister was there with her friend and like loads of other people as well, okay? So loads of other people. So we went out for a walk and everyone's in their like outdoorsy kit and from behind it's hard to differentiate, whatever. Anyway, your sister's friend, I really liked her, really got on well with her and I thought, what a nice girl, she's so nice. So I thought I'd say to you as we're walking along, I really like Moose. And you just looked up and you were like, well, it's a good job because she's right there. (laughs) And she was standing (laughs) right there. And I just, I don't know. I don't know if I just thought it was someone else or if I just didn't, I just was paying no attention to other people being around. You are so lucky. I am so lucky. I was like, I just really like her. Because imagine if you had been like, God, Moose is really fucking difficult. (laughs) But. I'm really struggling with her. I I think I said, like, I really like her. She's such a nice girl, which is, I sound like it. I sound like an older lady, really. It sounded very like. You are literally 10 years older than me. Okay. All right. Um, Okay. That just okay. Thank you. Let's just drop back down to earth. Um, but like it, the whole thing could have been glossed over. But then you were like, "Hey, Moose, did you hear what she just said? She just said that she really likes you and you're a really nice girl." And I was like, "Why are you doing that, Em? Why are you doing that?" Because that's a lovely thing. You, this is what Harry Trevaldwin said in one of our interviews a long time ago. If you think something nice about somebody. Tell no, them. Tell her after. Tell her when I'm not there because I stood there being like, oh yeah, I did say that. Yeah, you're a really nice girl. But that's lovely. Like, it would have been way worse if I'd been like, Moose, she thinks your feet are really ugly or like she thinks you've got it shit been, chat or she thinks you really It would have smell. been horrendous. I think it's nice to spread the love. Yeah, no, it is. It is nice. If I hear anybody saying something nice about somebody else, I'll always tell the person immediately. I'm like, don't tell me, tell them. Yeah. Like, spread the love, baby. Preferably when I'm not right there. But yeah, that was my that was my little awkward. Um, what's your good? Oh my god! Well, a few goods because life's just pretty good. First of all, look at my nails; like they are. Oh, I was gonna say your nails look great. The little pink tips. Agree. Oh, that sounds dirty. Pink tips. Anyway. Yeah, uh, just the tip. Uh, they're great. Yeah, that was my good. But then I tell you something. Last night I went out for a pizza with a friend of mine that I haven't seen for three wow. years. 
and we really drifted apart as happens in like grown up friendships sometimes, you know, like life moves and, you know, we never fell out or anything. We just stopped really seeing each other and talking and yeah. And like, I've missed her so much. And like, yeah, last night we went, but there was just, I don't know, just, we just didn't, I don't know. It just happens, doesn't it? Sometimes. And then it gets too long and it's just been too long. And anyway, last night me and Alex went out for dinner with her and another one of our friends. And it was literally so great. Like it was, it was like no was time's passed. And we've made plans for in three weeks. I was like, oh my God, how great that we've gone from like three years between dinners to three weeks in between. I love I was that. Like, Next time it'll be three days. But she hasn't changed. And it's so weird. Like her hair's grown a bunch, but otherwise everything's exactly the same. And it's like, it was just the nicest time just to like sit and like talk about old friends. And they used to be like, she used to be my neighbor, like, and and she and the girl we were with last night, like literally lived around the corner. And we just had like so many memories about like all the, I mean, and thank Christ we've grown up in the time because we used to have so many house parties at that place. And like, just, uh, she was like, do you remember that time we like scrubbed red wine off the walls for like hours? I was like, oh my God, yeah. Um, But it was just, it was so (laughs) lovely. And actually my my friend who, my other friend who was there at dinner, who was like, is our mutual friend and and who I've just kept seeing at various things. But she, um, she said that, Uh, like an expression that she loves is like but a friend for a reason a season or a lifetime which I really like I love that yeah so people come into your life for a reason a season or a lifetime when you figure out which one it is you will know what to do for each person and I really like that because I think you know sometimes like you can have friends that will just last forever and ever and sometimes you have a friend that comes into your life at like just the right time and is exactly what you need at that time and sometimes you have a friend that is just a friend for that like that period of your life like I don't know if you're a student or you're at school or whatever and like forgiving yourself for friendships changing as you get older is a really nice thing to do and just being very accepting of like other adults lives I think I really want to do a podcast episode on friendship because I'm so interested in it and like in the way that we communicate in the way that we are and our expectations for each other and how we can hurt each other without realizing and all this shit anyway but it was just it was really lovely to have an old friend back in my life again and it was just, I mean, it's had an absolute I love that. Yeah, it was so That's nice. really nice to hear. And, and we should so do an episode on that because I just wouldn't know where to start with that, like who to interview. But if anyone has any suggestions, yeah. whack them in the inbox. I'll never say that again. Send us an email, please. <laughs> should I delete that pod at gmail.com? Because um, I think that would be really interesting to explore, for sure. I agree. Have you got anything good? Um, my good is that I have been thinking about getting a Peloton forever since Pelotons like came out because obviously like, you know what I'm like, I just, I, I just, I can't Ladies help and myself. gentlemen, please cast your mind back to January and the fucking trumpet. Well, well, I've already, I'm already one step ahead of that because I've been on it three times since I got is it. Is this going to be the yoga again? The Nitri yoga or whatever it was called? <laughs> Nidra yoga, quite possibly. But so far, I am absolutely loving it, and it's so nice. And I feel like I really need—I really got out of um, like doing any kind of exercise. Just I don't know. Life has been—you know—life is busy for everyone, like whatever. But you know, you, you just you just get out of a routine and whatever. And then 
reading a lot about withdrawals and like why do I feel so bad and like how can I make myself feel better and everyone says exercise so I was just like fine fine then I will do some exercise and so well I mean it's only it's only three days in so I'll let you know but I'm also trying not to do that and be like oh I'm doing it every single day and then I'm gonna feel better because I know what I'm like I go like hell for leather and do it like I'll do it twice a day every day for two weeks and then I literally I'll, I'll forget it exists so I am trying to take it slowly as well so today's my recovery day and then tomorrow I'm gonna do it again but yeah fun and I found this guy called Cody you told me about um because I did I had one girl who it has to be very stimulating for me to like which is what I loved about like classes in like cycle classes for like people who live in London and I think in Manchester they have cycle as well um but anyway it's like yeah it's like a soul cycle you might have seen it in in like new york and la as well but it's like it's like a nightclub in there it's like dark and flashing lights and then the instructors like and like the music's really loud and i love that because it's like so stimulating and so engaging and then so yeah so i've i needed like a good instructor i had a girl she was a little bit flat so i was a bit like i can't do this but i found cody and he's great and he does a question and answer in the middle and it's so yeah that's, cody's that's the awesome. absolute tits i love him i've been so yeah. out of exercise like i'm so upset that should be my bad I'm, it'll be my bad next week because i won't have done anything about it i'm like not exercising at all and i'm just so depressed about it it makes me so happy but i just haven't had the feckin time and i hate people that say yeah. i haven't got the time for you know when people say i haven't i just didn't I just didn't have time for lunch. I'm like, oh, fuck off. Everyone's got time for lunch. But some days, like, life just feckin' runs, doesn't it? It does. It really does. Um, Yeah, it's all just felt so chaotic. I just need a bit of time just, like, sitting still. But it's so exciting. And with, like, the world opening up and stuff, being able to go back to the Isle of Man, so amazing. Because we can work from there now because everyone works on their phones. And even Al can work from there. And it's amazing. But it does mean that you spend a lot of time out of your routine. And, yeah, that's difficult. Yeah. But it's dis- discombobulating. Look at you! I'm proud of you, though. <laughs> got your little, got your peloton. Also, now that the, the the hype is so over. Like, congratulations for jumping on it so late because they're so much cheaper now, and you can oh. buy them all like secondhand and everything. Oh, okay, that's good. Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, everybody's everybody's selling the them. Well, we can bring it back. We can, let's bring it back. Let's bring it back. Bring, bring it your penny back. hype back. Yeah, okay, perfect. Um, can we introduce <laughs> the best fucking guest duo ever? Oh my god. Okay, I really settled into this episode, but at the start I was shitting my pants. <laughs> I know. And um, so we've got the girls from Come Curious on today. They host a podcast called Fox Given. And last Thursday's episode, I was listening to it on the way back from the Isle of Man. And in the first five minutes of the episode, Reed was talking about the UTI she'd got from the holiday sex where sun cream had got where it shouldn't. And the hemorrhoids she'd got from anal done done wrong. And I literally (laughs) was like, oh my God, Alex Light is going to have an aneurysm when these girls sit down (laughs) and she has to talk to them. But it was so So good good. and what we wanted this episode to be was a lot of listener questions but to be honest with you we had so many of our own questions listener questions came in late so good news they're coming back Um, they've got to come back they have so many questions so many questions and we just know already that today's episode is going to be so popular so yeah they've agreed we made them promise it's actually kind of tragic because they were leaving we were like can you promise that you're coming you actually said it like seven times yeah we said it way too many times that should have been both of our awkward it was incredible like we should have left it at the one just like chill friendly but we didn't we made it weird 
Anyway, um, it's so brilliant. We absolutely adore them. They're great to follow on Instagram and you definitely need to check out their podcast as well. I fucking loved it. I've never, I've never been, I've never spoken to, pe- to two people or anyone who is so sexually liberated as them. And it was just an absolute eye opener for me and like fascinating. And I literally like hung on to their every word. I was like fully like engaged. Like this is the best interview, like best. I just love it. Al's jaw was like on the floor. (laughs) Picking it back up again. It was so good. I'm so excited. So So guys, I hope you really enjoy it. We absolutely adore these women and we just know that you will as well. Um, that's it. Let's stop talking about it. Let's let the people, let's let the good people listen to the good episode. Here are Reed and Voice. Hi guys, thanks so much for coming. Hello. Wow, that was like right in there. I was like, whoa, we're we're on. on." (laughs) Well, no floor, floor, I was going to say floor play. No floor play. (gasps) Welcome. I'm sorry. I've, I've just gone in. Quick penetration. Um, my favourite, yeah, in it with the penetration. <laughs> um, I am so excited to be doing this episode. Al said I had to take the lead because she was uncomfortable, which is exactly... I'm not uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> please. <laughs> okay, you go. You're like, no, 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 it's all yours. <laughs> oh, oh, not uncomfortable, eh? <laughs> no, I'm really happy to be here. I'm um, so excited. <laughs> I love your podcast. Oh, like, thank you. There's just no holding back no. on anything. I think that... that that was the point of creating Fox it was, Given. Yeah. It was, I mean, on every other platform, we've been banned and barred and had mm-hmm. issues because we want to talk about sex and want to educate and help other people feel comfortable. And podcasting kind of allowed us to just yeah, go we in. Can talk and... about anything we want. It's so great. And it's like therapy. Yeah. We, we always say, if there's something that we're a little bit nervous about talking about, say it loudly and proudly on the podcast mm. and make it into a thing and talk about it and understand yeah, it. Yeah. And yeah, we go in. You really feel like that on the balance though, listening, because like, and I, again, only knowing like recently, but like hearing like read that was been like quite heavy on like your sex, but then Florence, you were talking about like your want in a relationship. Yeah. And it's really nice that you can hear like both sides. Like, yeah, there's like sex is a big part of it, but you're also talking about like, the way that our brains like instinctively leap when we get certain messages or whatever. And it's really nice mm-hmm. that it's like, I don't know, because I guess sometimes like certain things sexually can sound quite unrelatable to people who are yeah. having that sort of sex, but everybody's been in a position with a relationship maybe, or yeah. with boys or girls or whatever. I think we've always kind of been like that as well, mm-hmm. kind of like a yin and a yang. So whenever yeah. one person's going through something, the other person's going through another, whether that's like a breakup or their sexual liberation. Yeah, and I think it works well because, you know, like with, we're two white women talking about sex and not everybody, especially because we are so sex positive on our podcast, we try really hard not to make sex into the be all and end all, even though it is basically <laughs> what the whole podcast is about, but we don't yeah. want to exclude, exclude anyone, especially people who can't achieve orgasms or people who don't enjoy sex or maybe suffer from vaginismus or something. We try really hard to have a broad spectrum of what we talk about mm. on the pod to include everyone, but even though the main... The main thing is sex. So. <laughs> Just having great sex. Yeah, great. And not bad always. sex. I was gonna say, not always great sex. Yeah. We can't always toot our own horn at that. Sometimes yeah. it's fucking shocking. Oh my God, I've had some really bad sex this year, I would say. Oh no, this year. Yeah. yeah. Like how bad? Just like really unconnected, very like awkward. I want this to finish. Mm-hmm. Like those weird like first dates that end up in sex. I thought that's what I wanted, and then it wasn't. Mm-hmm. 
Or like you yeah. always give them the second chance. Like, mm, yeah. things not going well. Maybe they'll bring it round in the fuck. No, you should have listened <laughs> no, to your They absolutely don't. Do you think many of them listen to the podcast? I do wonder. Yeah, I think I think some of them must I do. Was thinking, yeah, they yeah. must do. You, Florence, you were talking about how you'd given a boy your Insta handle yeah. and then gone on a date with him. Or no, you texted him afterwards or whatever. And I was like, surely he'll yeah. listen. Yeah. Like they've, they've got enough ego, most men, that they'll yeah. be like, I wonder what. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Or even, I mean, also, I would. If I found somebody on a podcast, oh, they would yeah. talk oh about Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You had to about it yeah. immediately. Yeah. Curiosity, I'd be like, I've got to. I've got to know what she said about yeah. me. Yeah. Do you think it makes you intimidating? to have sex with. I think so, absolutely. On, on the dating apps, we we, yeah. we really, when I was single, I mean, I'm, I'm still on dating apps now because I'm in a non-monogamous relationship, but you're constantly trying to decide whether or not you're completely honest about who you are, what you do, sex podcast, you know, do the social media thing, big on Insta, uh, Instagram and, and YouTube and all that, or whether or not you play it safe and mm. and whether it scares people away. And we've kind of come to the conclusion that being honest about it from the get-go is important because that's who we are. And if you're intimidated, that's almost like, you know, you've you failed the first interview stage. Like we don't want anything yeah. to do with you. It's like it's, it's up to them whether they indulge in it and mm -hmm. if they mm -hmm. want to listen then they can listen. The guy that I've been dating recently decided that he just wasn't gonna listen to any of it which I don't know how I feel about yeah. as well. Cause I'm like, That's well, it's part of me. So if you are really interested in me, then you would listen to it. And also you want someone to support what you do through and through. Mm -hmm. it, it's really hard. It's still hard trying to figure that element out. There are some times when I talk about my boyfriend on there and I have to give him a little trigger warning. Like, oh, I, I spoke about this situation or I spoke about an ex or somebody that I had sex with. Just to let you know before you listen, if you do listen, then it might yeah create some kind of feeling well, it's um, not even just the sex podcast as well it's like we both do only fans so uh, when someone yeah. dates us they have to, they be, have like, to be okay with the sex work yeah side. Yeah. yeah they have mm -hmm. to be so open yeah and and what's the usual response most people are intrigued i would say yeah, to positive. start off with start off and with. then <laughs> i think then when it comes to like oh, I need to actually introduce you to my friends and my family and think about lifelong things. Like, am I okay with this? And yeah. Especially at the beginning, right. you don't really think that far ahead. Mm -hmm. That can become quite complicated. Yeah. My dad um, told me I'd never meet someone that was okay with it. Oh, fucking thanks, dad. <laughs> nice one, bro. <laughs> oh my gosh, Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. I have to. No, I, that's my own curiosity. How are your families with what you do? Um, my mum is one of our biggest fans. Mom, she, she? Yeah, she really loves what we do and she's kind of like, I think, learn along the way with what mm -hmm. we do. And she, you know, she ended up coming to a sex workers protest with me in LA once and like Aww. learn about like why people were doing sex work. And she was really positive about that. And um, my dad, on the other hand, has always been like, oh, you just, you know, you just work in the sex industry and like, <laughs> just has you know, no you're, clue. you're yeah. way too intelligent to do this kind of work, Florence and la la la, yeah. Yeah, it's not great. Um, maybe he'll change his mind at some point, but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. He's an old man, like, I don't think That's true, like... old white dude. Does it yeah. test your relationship with him? Definitely, yeah, it has over the past, because I think everyone at the end of it just wants support from their parents. Yeah, of course. That's what the child within us wants. We want our, like, parents to be proud of us and stuff, so... 
we've had conversations in the past where he's like, you know, I, do, I just don't think that I need to be proud of you. Oh. And obviously like oh. that was like, oh. yeah, <laughs> where's my therapist quickly? Yeah. 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 Shit, so, that's hard. It that's is really, really hard. hard to hear. Mm. Yeah. yeah, a lot of dads are shit. My dad is almost the same, less, maybe less verbal, but he just <laughs> has no interest in what I do. He's just like, oh, okay, cool. All right, same yeah. diff. I think yeah. most male men do dads like, like that. They just don't yeah. get it. Or they're just like, they don't want to think about their daughter and sex because it, they just, maybe they just reflect, they're projecting. They see themselves in the way that they treated women. I think that's a big And then part. they yeah, think that everyone it? else yeah. is going to treat them like that. And it's like, yeah. no, 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 let's show you a different way. Yeah. And how's your mom about it? I actually had a conversation recently with her about her following my Instagram stories because I had removed her, you know, like uh, blocked, blocked my mom, my mom and my brother from seeing them. And I was like, why am I doing that? Because every time I tag them in something and I have my family on my stories quite a bit and I have them on my Instagram quite a bit. Yeah. And I was like, why am I blocking them? You know, what am I afraid of them seeing? Um, had the conversation with them and took them both off of the blocking thing. And I was like, you know, do you see my stories? And my mom was like, yeah, I, I see them. Sometimes they're okay. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you know, just to be aware, you know, I'm not gonna filter myself because you're watching them. So she was like, oh, it's okay. I take them with a pinch of salt. Yeah. It's like, okay, Aww. thanks mom. All right. I, I blocked my whole it. family from yeah. my Instagram. Yeah. Have Apart you? from my mom, my mom's like, okay on it. But my dad, his girlfriend, my granny, mm -hmm. my auntie, like everyone, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's hard because you don't want to do that, but then also you don't want to hold your your real self back from your social media, yeah. especially if you want to promote OnlyFans mm. or sex-related stuff or talk about a big life sexual experience or something like that. You don't want to, but unfortunately, sometimes you have to. Sometimes family members don't get it, and that's okay. You know, you can't expect everyone to be supportive because of their upbringing and their triggers and, and what they've been taught or maybe brainwashed with or whatever you want to want to see it. But if they mm. want to be open about it, they will they will try their best. They will learn, even if what they say can be offensive sometimes. I think it's really, like, really cool. And I was just thinking about that. I was like, I'd be, I'd, I'd, just for my parents listening, I'd be like, I'd be <laughs> devastated. <laughs> like, but then I just, yeah. I'm so pleased that you're doing it because I'm like, thank fuck someone is. Cause I just love it. Like, I just think even like your Instagram is just, and even with, you know, like censorship and, and things that you can't share everything, even what mm -hmm. you do share is so refreshing and that it's very honest. And thank you. I think what you share as well is like, that it can be quite messy. And mm, I'm like yeah. all of it. Like, mm -hmm. I think, you know, we have such a depiction of sex through porn and we imagine women to look a certain way and behave a certain way. And it's definitely all through like the male gaze, but you two definitely prioritize what you both want. And that is a, a perspective that I've never seen anywhere before. Um, and you're just existing as normal, complicated human beings with this side of you, which is so great because when men tell the story, you get a one dimensional, like her breasts bounced and her like long <laughs> yeah. hair like, floated yeah. down her back. Whereas you guys are like, like warts and all, which is just it's so refreshing. Detail. Yeah, thank you. I mean, we that's our origin story. We met up working on a porn set together. I wanted so to I wanted know how you met. Okay. Okay. Can we hear <laughs> the story? Because starting our podcast was one thing, but surely there must have been something before for you guys. Yeah, so hey, I think do you want to talk about yeah, sex our forever? origin story is <laughs> forever. forever. It's like getting married, like the, the engagement. I want to talk about sex forever? Yeah, we didn't really know what we were doing. We didn't know what we were getting ourselves into. 
I think both of us originally really wanted to be feminist porn directors. Mm. And that's kind of how we met. I ended up in this like seedy little porn studio in Marlebone in London. <laughs> and yeah, you came in as like my mentor to kind of like mm. teach me, cause you've been shooting your why. own porn. <laughs> like self-shooting. <laughs> Mm, well, we, we both have degrees. This, I think, shocks people because it's like we chose the sex worker life, but we have degrees in film production and TV production. Mm -hmm. And I was filming my own pornography um, and like producing it. But again, I was still just stabbing the dark, didn't really know what I was doing. <laughs> Found this job that was like going to pay me £25 an hour. I was like, all right, you know, okay, what? 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 And it was dodgy AF. Oh, like, it, it was so, so dodgy. Fucked. Yeah. But from the shitness, you know, we, mm. we found each other and mm -hmm. we ended up moving in together, talking about sex constantly, every single night with a cup of tea in our dressing gowns, because you know, London's fucking cold most of the time, unless you're in a heat wave, and <laughs> decided to chuck it up on YouTube. And we just yeah. started putting our conversations up on YouTube and realizing that it wasn't just us doing it for fun, it was actually genuinely helping people yeah. we're like oh shit people actually are listening to us and this isn't this can be life-changing for some people um we end up getting this amazing email from this girl over in scandinavia who was saying that she had just got out of a, an abusive relationship and was like her mental health was bad contemplating suicide but then found our youtube channel and mm. it, it basically helped her regain her sexuality and how she felt about herself her identity and both florence and i were like Oh fuck, like, we better keep doing this. Yeah, we gotta keep, keep yeah. this up. That's um, amazing. And that was like eight years ago from now. Yeah. Cause ultimately yeah. it was just because it was making us feel more comfortable oh in God, our bodies. Yes. And like, yeah. we were talking about, you know, like nipple hairs, vaginal discharge, mm -hmm. all those things that no one ever talks about. And you're like, is this normal? And normalizing it between us we were like mm. oh my god i suddenly feel like you know way more confident about my body and way more confident going into sexual experiences mm -hmm. so we thought you know if if this is the if this conversation is making us feel good personally individually then maybe spreading the conversation will help other people and that's like that's the mission really yeah. it's just to get people talking because talking is the first step of having a better relationship with yourself, your body, and all the partners that come into your life. Yeah, it's like we need a big tattoo on our foreheads. Like, communication is key. <laughs> I think that is the whole point of sex. You can't have good, fun experiences if you aren't open to talking about them. Yeah. Before, after, during, like the, the whole shebang, you need to do that. And we, we hope that we help give people tools, the tools to be able to do that, even if that is just starting off with your own personal confidence. Mm. Well, that's it. I think a lot of people feel like sex is something that's dirty and bad. Mm -hmm. And yeah. as long as you feel like that about sex in general, you're never going to be able to enjoy it yeah. fully yeah. yourself because mm -hmm. you're always going to feel like you're doing something wrong. Um, and that's like, I mean, I guess that's stems for like sex ed, but I guess Christianity and like, mm -hmm. oh, like religion, everything. Yeah. Like yeah. It's, it's laced into everything. And obviously as well, there's like a huge dollop of misogyny on the side that it's just mm -hmm. like women shouldn't be allowed to enjoy sex at all. And it's like, I don't know. I think it's a really like, I don't know if it's a new wave. I don't know what, what it's called, like the, but it's a very like brazen enjoyment of sex feels incredibly empowering yeah. in, a, in a feminist way. Yeah. So you said you wanted to do feminist porn. Yeah. Yeah, so we, we have to. We, we have, have done. We are yeah. educational, ethical porn directors. Mm. Um, we had a series out with Ex Confessions with Erica Lust. 
Um, we had to stop that, unfortunately, but we're hoping to get back on the horse at some yeah. point. It was so much fun. It was literally, I think when we were on set, I was feeling like, oh my God, this is like one of the best this days my of calling. my life. Yeah. Like it was just so fun. The family vibe on set when you're shooting mm -hmm. porn is just something else because it's like just so much like raw kind of vulnerability, but everyone's kind of in it together and, I don't know, it was beautiful. Mm. We did, um, and they were kind of educational pieces that we did. It was tips and tricks for sucking dicks was the first one. <laughs> and then tips and tricks for licking clits was the second yeah. one. And the plan was to do more, you know, going mm. through like BDSM, anal, penetrative sex, all that kind of stuff. Um, and we pride ourselves on making it ethical because we have seen what it's like in an unethical porn scenario. And we know that porn is so fucked anyway. There are so many issues with the porn industry. It is literally the wild west. You know, anyone with a phone could call themselves a director now. And that's terrifying for a lot of impressionable and vulnerable people. And we try really hard if we, you know, if we plan to make more porn again, when we did make porn, to pay people correctly and to make yes. sure that it's an environment where someone has the ability to say, I'm not comfortable with this if they don't want to, when there isn't that I've seen on so many sites. Like I've worked in commercial porn, worked for like big names and it's just, yeah, it, it was, it's horrible really mm. watching it. You think the women are empowered and, and in control and they're just not. And it's so, it's like that with every other industry though, you know, it's like, oh, you know, e equality, but really it's like all the, cis white dudes making all the decisions and you can't really say yeah. shit or do anything making to change all the money. it. Yeah, mm -hmm. making all the goddamn yeah. money. But What's it like on a porn set? Is it is it sexy? Or is it like, you know they say like on movie sets when they do the sex scenes, they're like, it's the least sexy thing ever. Yeah. What's it like in porn? It really depends on the it set. Does. It does. I think it depends on how real and how how like into it the performers are mm. because I think for a lot of performers it is work for them you know it's like any other day we'll turn up and we have like we're in a bad mood we're feeling shit we're not feeling good and then we suddenly have to fuck somebody on camera in front of a crew maybe we're not feeling it it's a big ask yeah <laughs> you, a big you ask. think that you'd be turned on but most of the time you're not it just becomes really normal it is work yeah. you just see people doing stuff in front of you and it's like oh you know like we do that at home sometimes yeah. and it's it just becomes really normal and you don't think that it's gonna be that way. But I think like there was a couple of times when we were doing oh. our shoots where I was just like, oh this my is God, fucking yeah. hot. Well, this is why ethical porn works because yeah. those days where you are feeling yourself and you're dressed, dressed well and you're with a family, a group of people that are celebrating you and empowering mm. you to do what you enjoy. And then yeah, you are more relaxed to enjoy the scene itself. And when a scene is good, when there are, where's there's good chemistry. Mm. And when you fall into it and you're like, oh my God, they're really enjoying this. This is really, really fun and nice to watch. And yeah, it can be fucking hot. Mm. You're sitting there like, oh my God, I need to go to the toilet for a wank. <laughs> 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 Love that normal working day. Yeah, yeah we've got yeah. to stay professional though. Oh yeah, yeah, I never wank over them unless it's like, you know, consent, right? <laughs> if, if it's after the porn film, right? That's right. Once it's all edited and stuff. I was gonna say, wait, that's bullshit. Like we wank over people in our imaginations all the time. So by now you will all already know how much I love self-love, which is why I'm so excited about today's podcast sponsor. 
With 5,000 plus reviews and counting, it looks like Vush's Empress 2 is the best way to treat yourself to some loving. And good news, they now have 50% off for our Should I Delete That listeners with code SIDT50. What a win. That is £65 in savings. But not only that, this month they have launched their I Come First Challenge, a 30-day masturbation challenge that challenges you to put yourself first for 30 days to see both mental and physical improvements. That's amazing. I feel like everyone deserves to love themselves a little bit more at the moment. And this challenge is such a great way to prove to yourself how important self-love is. Definitely. All you need to do to be part of this challenge is head to www.voshstimulation.com and check out with code SIDT50 for 50% off your Empress 2. After that, the challenge begins. Good luck, besties. Oh my god, we've got so many questions for you. <laughs> I, I don't even know where to start. And we've okay. I have personal I have right. two personal okay, questions. Go on, go on. Amazing. Okay. Have you guys ever been in a relationship or is that a part is that a part of your relationship? I'm well, just so curious. Oh my yeah. god. I swear like you're trolling us right now. <laughs> you're you're the comments on YouTube being like, Are you two lesbians, please? <laughs> Do you touch pussy? <laughs> Everyone wants us to be together. Yeah. And I love you to pieces. But no. Mm. Okay. We're sisters. We're yeah. sisters. We, we have a very, very sisterly relationship. Yeah. When we were in hedonism in Jamaica, which is this like nudist <laughs> yeah. sex hotel, mm. we had. I had the opportunity to like watch whilst you were playing because I was in a relationship mm-hmm. and I, like I couldn't get involved basically. And I started watching Reed getting like fucked by these it started off with two people and then a third came in yeah they were sucking your feet and like someone was going down on you and i was like (laughs) oh um guys i'm gonna go really (laughs) i can't can't see her being fascinating because i was listening to an episode of the podcast yesterday and forgive me if we put you on blast on this one that you were saying about having had a genital wart frozen off and then you said my genital wart and you said i'll show you next time we're naked and i was like that is something that Al and I, as other podcast hosts, <laughs> yeah. have never said to each other and probably no. never will. Um, oh, so we're I very just wanted, comfortable with yeah, each other. Yeah, we can be naked around each other all yeah. the time. And yeah, it'll be like, there's something weird in my bum hole. Can you please have a look? Yeah. And Florence will be like, mm, okay, look for you. <laughs> like, please help me. <laughs> yeah, we and we've done OnlyFans content together, but nothing like, we've never made out. We've never done No, we've never like made that. out. No. We've done like implied stuff. Yeah, okay. I just don't um, think that would be right. hot. Implied nude, no. It's, we're no, too close now. Yeah, it is literally, it would literally be like doing something with your sibling or really, really close best friend. Okay, I have another personal question and then I can, we can, I can send you over to Val. Um, <laughs> you really talked about, again, in your podcast, because I'm like a super stalker fan, oh, um, stop it. about how your relationship is now not not monogamous yes and how you're going to so you, i from what i understand you were in a monogamous relationship and now it's becoming non-monogamous oh no no um, so i was well uh, it was quite monogamous to start it, off with yeah it started so uh, my ex and i were together for about seven years and at the beginning it was monogamous and of yeah. course like when you're in love you don't really see anyone else you've got that tunnel vision mm. um and then as our relationship grew we kind of tried out non-monogamy together slowly we're talking baby steps i think a lot of people think with non-monogamy or open relationships it's like you just go and have to fuck someone and see what that's like. And it's like, no, 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 you have to take it bit by bit, step by step to really see how both of you, both of you feel about the situation. Mm. And 
Thomas and I were non-monogamous. There were times where we fluctuated where um, I wanted to fuck somebody and he didn't or vice versa. Um, but I would con consider that relationship non-monogamous by the end. And then I did the same with Sam when, when I met him. He was almost, I'd say, strictly not monogamous. Probably, you know, main issues because of like jealousy and worries about how he would feel. And bit by bit, step by step, we've sort of moved into a non-monogamous relationship. And I think he's happy saying that we're non-monogamous now because non-monogamy is the umbrella term for something that isn't just two people. So it can be literally, you make the rules with non-monogamy. It can be anything that you desire. It could be, um, you know, we're monogamous, but one of them gets off and kisses other people. That's non-monogamy. Flirting and texting other people, that's non-monogamy. Or going off and having orgies, threesomes, foursomes, moursomes, going to sex parties. And even if it's not sex related, it just, it really is down to you. You both make the rules and the rules change and ebb and flow as you both go along and you figure it out together. Mm. I think non-monogamy is fascinating for a lot of people, mm. myself included, yeah. because it's so drummed into us, isn't it? And... It, it, am I right in saying that monogamy is just a social construct? Like it's just a societal thing that we've learned and like, I guess we don't know, do we? It's so hard to say. Yeah. I, mean, I would say I, I, I believe so. Um, you know, I wish I could remember his name. Some fancy scientists with, that were talking about us as, as humans. I mean, you think about why we're on the planet is literally to breed and spread and grow, right? Yeah. So it doesn't yeah. really make sense why we'd be monogamous if the whole point is just to create more babies with loads of other people. Although there are loads of animals on the planet that do do that monogamous relationships. True, and I feel birds, like... Yeah, I think guillemots mate for life. Yeah, yeah. a lot of birds that last do. week on the boat but trip. <laughs> on, the, on the other side of that, a lot of birds mate for life, but they also go off and cheat on their birds. Apparently, <laughs> do that. Yeah, that's it might just be a non-monogamous relationship. You don't know. Yeah, they might Shit. be. Open you don't know the communication no avenues. <gasps> yeah, they're yeah, really not. cool with it. They're good communicators, like, yeah. those birds. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I, there's nothing wrong with monogamy. I feel like people no. look up to non-monogamy as like oh, that's so cool. It's the next step. It really isn't. I yeah. feel like it's a lifestyle choice as much as like okay, your sexuality or your get gender insecure is. as well, and would then project it. Like I think a lot of people would be quite judgmental because they wouldn't like it if their partner did that. Yeah, yeah. but that's like between you and your partner. You know what I mean? Like so for other people, like for me personally. I'm not organized enough. I I think I'd be a bit overwhelmed. I, mm -hmm. I'm i not, I'm good with one pair. I think it would be a bit overwhelming. I don't think it's in the cards for me. Also but it depends on how much you like love sex and like how important that is in your life. Because mm -hmm. yeah. otherwise like, you know, you might only need it from one person and that's okay. Yeah. yeah. Do you feel good in your relationship now? Is it like, is this something that you prefer in terms of having relationship? I don't think I could have a relationship that was monogamous. I don't, I don't think that that would compute in my head. There really? are times in relationships where I am monogamous, where, you know, again, tunnel vision, you don't really notice anyone else, but um, I feel like monogamy is like almost like part of my DNA and who I am. I can't imagine, you know, when I think about my future, I can't ever imagine being married to one person. I always imagine like a group of people, a polyamory or um, some kind of just like loving relationship between a lot of people where it all works and everything's beautiful and we all look after the kids. Like that's my dream. But I know it's a very hard dream to achieve when, you know, 
a relationship between two people is, is difficult, it's hard. <laughs> yeah, Let alone yeah. extra yeah. people, that's complicated as hell. And who's the children? Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, this is probably a stupid question, but like, if you if you go, when you go like non-monogamous, non-monogamous, it's a tongue twister. To <laughs> they didn't make it easy for us. <laughs> when you go non-monogamous, is that right? Yeah, no, I've said it too many times and it sounds yeah. weird. Where do you like, find other people because I can imagine me doing it and then just being like I'm gonna go non-monogamous and I'm like I actually I'm not I haven't met any I can't find anyone so I'm just gonna go like I'm just gonna come back alone like how do you is it like through apps or well, you, through apps? Be, being Pretty I mean much. you call it the scene um being in the scene okay. there is you oh there's non- a scene kind Ooh. of a scene it's okay. like it's kind of the people that go to sex parties, that go to fetish parties. They are more yeah. likely going to be open to the idea of being non-monogamous. Right. And also one of our favorite apps, mm-hmm. um, Field. We we love Field. Field, spelled F-E-E-L-D, is uh, an app that really caters towards non-monogamy. I mean, it's great to find sexually liberated, like-minded people mm-hmm. on there. I, I, I only use that app. I stay well away from Tinder and Hinge yeah. and all that. Um, not to say you can't find great people and like-minded people on there, but Field, you re- it allows you to have, um, you can create a- Joint profiles. Thank you, joint profiles. So I can have my profile, Sam can have his profile and you can connect them together. So if someone's looking at your profile, it will show that you have a partner. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. It's just, it's very, very positive towards non-conforming cool. yeah. relationships. And it's, it's really it kind fun. of feels like the way that, and, I, and I, I've literally been with my husband for longer than date, like dating apps didn't even exist when we got together. So oh, I have no authority or experience on it. But I get the impression, particularly with Tinder, where it's so um, just seedy in the way that it kind of it, it doesn't actually feel particularly in line with the way that even you describe the mm. sec- like sexual experiences or encounters that you have and the communication that's so important. It kind of feels like you want to take it more seriously. I don't know if like yeah, this, it, the scene allows that. I mean, more. you're always going to get dickheads on every single profile. You're going to get people that can't communicate properly, that ghost, that do all the bad things. Yeah. I just find it just happens way more on Tinder. Tinder has this sort of air of... People go on there very disrespectful. Yeah. They just want, they're on there to fuck. You go on Tinder to fuck, not necessarily to find a relationship. Hinge is a bit more relationshipy, but Field, I just, I rarely have a terrible experience on Field. And I feel like they're just a little bit more tuned in on how to communicate and how, how to, I was gonna say, how to do sex well. <laughs> I've had terrible sexual experiences on there, but there's there's still a lot of understanding and communication. And again, a lot of people are open to the idea of going to sex parties, having threesomes or moresomes. Can I ask about your first sex party? I want to know what's, I have never, but have you been to sex, obviously oh, you haven't. fucking thing. <laughs> no, no, you should I'm, both come I'm with us just shit. to see. I would I'm actually love to see, can we go? We go? My family still can't say the word sex, we say S-E-X. Oh, no. no, 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 there is a lot of shame in my Catholic family. I'm actually going on my <laughs> first ever <laughs> sex party this weekend. You're going yes. to your first well, the first The first one that I've like been able to take part in, because. Uh, hedonism I wasn't able to because yeah. I was in a relationship so I'm really excited no. and I can't believe I've never done it before either no this is exciting what are you going to so wear exciting do, is that a stupid question do you wear things? well yeah. I have some arseless chaps done that. And I, I, I have got, some like, arseless chaps I could go love yeah. that <laughs> I don't know why yeah. I have them so <laughs> nice like lingerie underneath <laughs> and I bought this like cowboy hat 
one I was away last, so I want to wear that as well. Yeah, go the whole look. I love that you've, there's like a full schedule in like calendar for it. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Sex parties and fetish parties are very similar in that the only difference is that you dress up in latex leather gear for a fetish party. Mm. Um, sex parties, depending on which one you go to, people, especially if you're not into fetish or kink wear, it can be a little bit easier to, easier to go to a sex party because you you dress up in a nice sexy dress or just go in lingerie and then the dudes are in suits or you have like, to dress I don't up. I like those kind of sex parties. That I mean, vibe doesn't appeal to me. Yeah, but the, it's, also, a, it's a different vibe. The costumes in general don't appeal to me in yeah. sex parties. I like. I wish I could just turn up you know, wearing what I'm wearing now. Stuff. Regular Joe, yeah. then We should do you know, like sex house parties. That would be dope. That would be yeah. sick. Yeah. Is there a I've way of knowing? Of yeah. Is there a way of knowing when you go to sex party, like who is up for what and like up for, do you know what I mean? Like what, mm. what if, if you just want to go to like look or like watch and stuff. Yeah. And then is there a way of being like, don't touch me? Yeah. Or is it? Is, yes. it, is there a lot of like, <laughs> people are really- quite say it like that. <laughs> don't, don't, don't touch me. Don't touch me. Yeah. But well, that, no, that's perfectly acceptable. Is it? Honestly, yeah. you will be more respected than you have ever been in any club at yeah. a sex party. I was gonna say, is it, people are on it everyone's with a lot of consent. And there's always, there's always moderators walking around and people that are aware of boundaries oh, really? and consent. You know, like before you go to these sex parties that, Sometimes you get grilled for it. You know, they're asking you questions. They're they're vetting you beforehand. Yeah, I think um, with Crossbreed, they ask you like a whole list of questions okay. to make sure you're someone that's not going to just go in and mm -hmm. you know take advantage of people without talking to them first. Mm. And they so have people, moderators that yeah. like walk around and they you know that that look out for awkward situations because it can happen. But if you want to go and you want to do something with someone, you just ask. You have a conversation with them, and that's yeah. very normalised. Yeah. Um, when I was at the hedonism one, a couple of times people came up to me, asked me if I wanted to play. And as soon as I said, no, like I'm in a relationship and I'm not, um, I'm just watching basically. Yeah. They were like, oh, that's totally cool. And you know, invited me. They were like, if you change your mind, just let mm -hmm. us know, but like absolutely no pressure. We can just hang out and have a good time. Yeah, the respect levels. The yeah. respect oh. is amazing. Like I've never met, anyone as nice as people at sex parties. Yeah. They're so amazing. Okay, I just have questions about sex parties now. Like, do you just like, because <laughs> in my head, it's like you just walk in and there's just, you guys watch boys, yeah. The yes, the boys. Yeah. The yes, boys. okay. In oh, my yeah. head and it's like, <laughs> you're all just like, everywhere is it like that that can happen but that normally happens after about midnight to one okay so yeah. you go in and it's just like a normal club night you know yeah. you go in people look amazing because they've really put the effort in um there's music playing people are having a drink a lot of people are chatting maybe a couple of people have started you might hear some like spanks in the distance <laughs> um, someone oh, will be that? a couple of people walking around maybe topless or a bit naked but it's normally as the night goes on then it can turn into that kind of scene but that was like magnified. Okay. Um, I have seen those scenes before. Yeah. Uh, especially at Hedonism. Where I mean, you were part of a 12 person orgy there. 12 person orgy. 12 yeah. person. Yeah. How's that even work? That's crazy. What? You've four hands. I know. Well, two hands. Four hands. <laughs> four. Oh my God. I wish hands. I had four hands. That would just make life Jeez, so much yeah. easier. Whoa. Um, I meant like four receptacles <laughs> like two hands a mouth and you five I yeah five, five. All right yeah you're right you're still the seven you're missing people out on the counted for 
What are you doing with your legs? Well, you can just Thank you. Give someone a foot job. One of my faves. You're still six short. 12 people. So again, a 12 person orgy, you're not all fucking like every single orifice at the same time. It's a 12 person, you know, everyone's involved and there are, you know, you're you're just mixing around with each other, but people are off on the side taking breaks. People are watching, people are going in, you know, it's, it's, it's a really nice environment, but you're going in there and you're just, it can be a bit of a sensory overload, which Mm. is why a lot of people like them because you don't know what you're doing. You're suddenly sucking a tit and you've got your hand and it's just like, there's a lot going on. (laughs) Um, I personally cannot orgasm during a situation like that. I even find it hard in a threesome, but I'm there because I'm enjoying the actual experience of it. My mind is like, this is crazy and I'm loving it, but it's not necessarily pleasurable in the physical sense. It's just there's just a lot going on. I can't it's wait in the mental sense for this weekend. Yeah, I can't oh wait to hear God, about it. We right. should have a podcast after you'd been. Please, yeah. 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 you'll yeah. do it. You'll talk about it on your podcast, won't oh, you? Oh, one hundred. Okay, I'm so listening. Yeah, yeah. I'm for going. You. Do you have any like limits? Yes or no? You're just gonna go with the. I'm just gonna go with the flow. Okay. I definitely want to make out with some girls. Yes, okay. that's one of my top priorities. And then other than that, just see where the evening takes me just make out with girls or that's like, that's the one thing i want to tick off the list okay mm-hmm. but i would love to do loads of other things i mean maybe not like tick off the list but you are going through a bi awakening at the moment yes. are you yeah yeah so wow. I'm quite excited. it's exciting oh, okay i'm so proud you get to explore that i feel like proud mama i can't wait <laughs> <laughs> i was literally watching the new l word last night I that I used to watch that when I was uh, twenty one or something, and that was the first time I realised I was just like, relationships between women are actually like a real thing. Yeah, and it's fucking hot. It's hard. It, yeah, there's a lot of there's still a lot of like homophobia with bisexuality. I said hot, not hard, but yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, it, <laughs> it is hot, but, but I, it's also it's, hard. It's, hard. I think it's like insane that you know twenty one and and with actually going oh this is a real thing rather than it just should be something that we're brought up with i I grew up in brighton which is the craziest part of it but i always just had like such a stereotypical vision of my future that was just going to be like husband and children Mm -hmm. very very traditional did that still coexist even when you wanted to go into porn did you still have like husband and children yeah i mean i i still have i'm pansexual and i still um what i mainly masturbate over is dick like but that doesn't stop me from being pansexual just because i've never had a a relationship with any other person than a cis man doesn't mean that makes me any less pansexual but there's a lot of imposter syndrome and internalized homophobia in a long time i felt guilty for being like i can't call myself bi or pansexual because I've never had a girlfriend before. And I have, you know, you have to really prove to yourself that that doesn't mean anything. You know, me using the example of a straight guy kissing another guy doesn't make him any less straight. It doesn't change his sexuality unless he's really into kissing that other guy. He could just be show kissing the guy. Mm. Um, it, it, yeah, it's your sexuality is your own and it is what you make it's of it. It's true, people are so literal, aren't they? They're yeah. like, well, if you haven't had a relationship with a woman, if you're not with a woman, how can you be? Like, yeah. it doesn't make sense. Yeah. People are just so literal with that. People just love the judgment, don't they? Yeah. It's so confusing as well when you've got mm-hmm. two options because you're like, but I really love dick, but I'd like to explore that. Then it's, it's really mm-hmm. hard and then you end up going for the easy option, which is usually men. Yeah, because like it's, it's e- you're right, easy. Good- 
a good place. It's like a buffet. Just yeah, like you can just water. yeah, like a buffet. Yeah, like it's not like a menu. You've got to order. You can just <laughs> like a graze table. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do you want to ask some of the questions? Yes, that we we've have? got so. Alex so put up a question box on our Instagram yesterday, and then I got a text like two minutes later, being like, "Fuck, there's so many. What have I, <laughs> have I done? Two minutes. Opened. Okay. People just want to talk. It's what we were saying earlier about like the shame. People want to talk about sex so badly, mm-hmm. and we, we phrase mm-hmm. the question. It's like what's a question about sex that you just don't know who to ask? Yeah. Because that's like one of yeah. the biggest things I'll that I find or like, even like I'll have friends for like years and years and years. And then you realize you've like never spoken about sex with them. And oh it's like, God. isn't yeah. that wild? But most yeah. people don't. And like, and a lot of these questions, you can't just Google them. It breaks my heart. I, I feel know. like if you're not talking about sex, then you must be so caught up in your own head about about your own sex. Yeah. And you must think that you're doing things wrong or you think you're weird or, and then that stunt stops you and stunts you from your own pleasure. I mean, I, I, I've done the same for years. I've literally buried deep down one of my fetishes and a fetish and a kink, they're two different things. Um, a fetish is something that's like more hard coded. It's more like, serious it's more like a something that you cannot achieve arousal or sexual pleasure without thinking about it or doing it not many women have fetishes it's very much a male thing because i think it's to do with more visual aids but i buried that deep down for years and years and only in the past couple of years probably with the help of our youtube channel and our podcast if i felt comfortable enough to really own it not just like say i have a tickle fetish but do work on it and since then the amount of people that message me being like thank you for normalizing this thank you for talking about my i've never told a soul and you're the first person Mm. i've told that i have this fetish or so many people have fetishes as well and they just they don't have it in them to talk about them. And it makes me so sad thinking like, I think about my old self who wasn't comfortable talking about it. It was like all that fun and pleasure you could have been having and, and you're not having it. And it's not and now just, you are. It's, it's not just a question as well of not having it. It's also, it's like instead of it, you've just got a lump of like shame and sadness. Yeah. yeah. Like it's not yeah. like you're just missing the fun. You also have the bad thing as well. That's yeah, just like the, the, the bad thing. Wrong with you. Yeah. And yeah. there's always that piece of you that's just like, you know, being eaten away at that you can't be fully honest about. Mm. And when I finally came out about it, I was like, Oh my god, I'm whole. I feel like the real Aww. me. I feel like mm. I'm I'm finally able to just love the full version of me forever and that yeah, it was life-changing. It really was. Okay, so the the questions, I would say about 30% of these questions are about female ejaculation wow, and squirting. That's People very wow. confused, very lost, very d- don't understand but want to understand what is it? Is it real? Is it a myth? Is it possible? Is it we <laughs> like <laughs> what is it there like we, there is a lot of confusion around it mm-hmm. can you shed any, any light on this oh yes <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever squirted reed yes um but only when like only twice when i was young and using sex toys for yeah. the first time by myself i haven't been able to squirt with anyone else actually since then probably because of the shame and stigma and it's made an, a mental blockage in my head yeah. um but Basically, the answer is yes to all those things. Um, There isn't enough research yet into female ejaculation, but it's real. It's a thing. There's a lot of conflicting research, the little research that we have. 
some people say it's piss. Some people say it's like secretions from a gland that we have. Didn't you taste it once? Yes. You tasted your own yes. square smelled and, it did and not... tasted my pit my piss. <laughs> no. I mean that was another time. <laughs> um smelled and tasted my square and it t- didn't taste anything like piss. Yeah. I was gonna say oh, sure, a question. Sure tested it How did now. you cat like where did it go? <laughs> How did you get it? Well, I remember I remember it happened once and I was like did I just wet myself? And it was all over my bed and I was pissed off about it. So I was like, oh, I've got to change the seat. The next time I did it, I remember like putting a cushion underneath me to soak up. I don't know why. I think it was just what I had Whoa, available that's in the room. even worse idea. It was like a cushion on the side of the room. Um, and I just remember being like, okay, that's interesting. It, it, it didn't feel bad, didn't feel good. Mm. It's, it's not an orgasm, but it's, it is a type of release. Um, and a lot of people love it. And it's almost like once you learn to squirt and you feel comfortable to, it opens Pandora's box and you can squirt all the time. I did Not have always, one friend but... who made herself squirt basically during sex because she was really into like just trying it yeah and then after that happened she couldn't not squirt yes i've heard that as well oh no you've unlocked it yeah and i feel like which is kind of a good thing and also a messy thing yeah a messy thing i've had a friend that said exactly the same how much is it yeah it 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 varies person to person it could be a trickle or it could be gushing i mean what we're thinking of when we're thinking of squirting is (laughs) the porn version right is like on the other side of the room gushing (laughs) yeah and that's not everyone maybe those people who are squirting in porn have practiced a lot they've they've honed in on their muscles so they can push it out that far and sometimes it is piss sometimes it is whatever it is some kind of mixture of water but neither of that matters it's just fluid in a hot sexual situation that is pleasurable and we should just be enjoying it regardless i always wonder as well because you know after sex you do always need to piss so there must be Mm -hmm. something that happens inside us that fills our Glands, it's got to be gland, something, you know. Like, I you don't, know. I don't, I don't. Unless that's the best way of trying to prevent you getting a UTI. I'm, yeah. I'm still in two minds because I'm like, there isn't really. I'm thinking about the people that squirt a lot. There isn't like a second bladder where it no. comes from. So I'm like, like okay, it's, it's coming from your bladder. Yeah, I'm like, biologically, that can't be right. But then I've literally smelt my own squirt. I've tasted my own squirt, and it's doesn't taste anything like we but then there's also re- um evidence that came out that said that square is 30 percent we which there's, makes sense yeah. because it's coming from the same place so it's going to pick up urine from the from the pathway yeah. anyway but, i mean the answer is we don't really know because there isn't enough research on it okay but it is a real thing yeah and, and it's hot and as like, fuck yeah hot yeah i squirted a little bit when someone was uh fingering yes. me i love it and they were like oh there's a little like pool of Mm. liquid in my hand and I was like oh wow that's really exciting if you piss yourself <laughs> Yay, it's cool if you squirt it's yeah. cool we love it own it enjoy Isn't there it a Pokemon called Squirt Squirtle Squirtle yeah, squirt. wow. every time you've been like I my squirt I was like oh god Fair oh god <laughs> Um, there are a lot of questions about anal anal play. Oh. A lot of people saying how and why would you lick a butthole? I don't <laughs> I don't understand it. It's where shit comes out. Can you please make it make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm on one side of this and reads on the other. Can because... I take a guess as to who's on what side? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Do you like licking bum holes, Ruth? Really? 
Um, I sent Florence a song today that said, I don't eat ass. And I was like, this reminds me of you, heart face. I don't, I don't um, eat ass. I eat ass, I yeah. can't, like, I love, I, I, I love can't it. get past the fact that it is where you shout. Yeah. Right. I have rimmed someone once because they really wanted me to. And I made him shower like clean himself and then baby wipe to make sure that there was like absolutely <laughs> no residue. And then when I did it, I was just like, the position he was in, I was like, this, I'm not finding this that is hot mm-hmm. in any kind of way. And when people do it to me, I'm like, I just, I don't feel anything mm. there, but that's just me. Yeah. I mean, Whereas. I think part of the charm is that it is the no-no place. It's the place yeah. that you don't want to go to. Um, and it is a little bit like, oh, nerve wracking and naughty. And I, I love, uh, yeah, I mean, I've really enjoyed eating ass in the past. And I don't even really care if it's not fully clean. Because I'm just like, that's the whole point of sex. It really is good for people sometimes. I feel like if you, if you're on your period and someone fucks you or fingers you and they're like, oh my God, there's blood there. That's part and parcel of sex. That's just, it's just a bodily fluid that maybe you don't necessarily want there, but it's just, that's just part of sex. You know, you Mm. might snot out some cum or something like that. It's exactly the same. (laughs) If you're going around the anus for anal play, fingers, rimming, there might just be some shit there. That's and that just and doesn't bother you. Oh. I know, I it's, think it's, it's human. Part... It's just, we're bodies. We're not machines that are supposed to be clean and squeaky clean all the time. Because yeah. I feel like that's dangerous, dangerous for us to believe in. Otherwise, you know, we feel like shame there. And it's like, hey, if my asshole's dirty and you're going to lick it out and just, you don't have to, yeah, but yeah, I think just you go do have it. to be prepared. Like if you're going to, yeah. like, if that's where yeah. you're going, you know yeah. what, you know, you're like, mm-hmm. you know yeah. where you're going, don't you? And yeah. I understand why, you know, some dudes will fuck a, a girl and be like, oh, there's blood on my dick. And it's just like, what do you expect? It's a fucking vagina, oh you know? My like, when my ex like loved period sex, mm. it just excited me so much so because it was like, cool. I think this is great that you're turned on by the fact that there's blood all over your dick. Yeah, that's hot, some yeah. hot shit. And the same with like any anyone that's into something that's a little bit not just penis, vagina, mm. um, clear, perfect, natural lubrication, which doesn't always happen. We've got discharge and sometimes we do need to use actual lube. And and I think it's, it's having all these like, oh, I don't like the sound of that is causing all the shame when you need to just be like, let it go. It's a human body. If you want to yeah. fuck that human body, just let it go and enjoy yourself. Yeah. But if you don't like it, it's totally fine too. Yeah, that you is can okay. Say, I've it's understandable, had, yeah. yeah why I've definitely you don't had like people like want to lick my ass. Mm-hmm. Like actually so many guys are into rimming. Rimming, yeah. And like, I'm please. just like, I just, it just doesn't do anything for me. Mm-hmm. So, um, don't don't. Oh bother. yeah, if you if you don't want to receive, yeah. absolutely, yeah. And if you don't want to give, absolutely. Yeah. But it's a, but it's like taking that shame away. If it's like a preference, I like other anal play though. Like yes. if it's fingers or if it's a dick or if it's a toy, then I really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Do you? It's just like the mouth to butt thing. Yeah, just yeah, the mouth. Thing. See, I'm the opposite. I don't really enjoy anal play. I'm trying. I've tried for years, but I just don't think my butthole's made that way. So I'm like, nah, just 
not, not popping. No, it doesn't feel pleasurable. I like that you're so tenacious, yet. though. Like, you're going to keep trying. Like, for me, yeah. it would be oh, like, yeah, damn it. I, I didn't I like trying. that. I love the idea of it. I'm like, oh, yeah, anal <laughs> sounds so hot. It's like so naughty. And then I'm like, oh, no, that actually don't feel that great for me. But I'll keep trying because it will. It probably isn't my body that doesn't love it. It's probably just my mind not allowing me to relax well, into it. You have to be super relaxed for anal. Super. Um, that's when it's going to feel good. And also you need to be really prepared of lube. And the more lube that you do have, the less likely you are to get shit anywhere. Yes. Because that was something yeah. that came up in your questions a yeah. lot. I was like, literally how? How yeah. do you do it How do you do anal cleanly? So you, you can douche, but we just don't recommend it. Douching is not, I don't, I don't think, think it's, it's good for you. I don't think it's necessary. The best time to have anal, you know, listen to your body, listen to your gut. Mm. If you're having a shit and you're wiping and there's lots of residue, maybe that's not the best time to have anal. But mm. you can do it with loads of lube. Get loads of natural lube. Na not doesn't have to be natural, I don't know what I said natural. <laughs> I was thinking of like coconut oil. Coconut oil is really good, but you cannot use coconut oil or oil-based oil lubricants with condoms to be specific. Or you could use CBD lubes. There's CBD this great lube. anal lube mm. brand called Howl, which is like a British London-based company. CBD and it's water-based and they have a silicone one, which is made specifically for anal. It's one of my favorite lubes, it's so good. Yeah, and just, you know, get into it, relax yourself, use fingers first, baby mm -hmm. steps. It doesn't mm -hmm. have to be suddenly your fucking doggy. I mean, you can, you can even buy toys that are like anal trainers. Like mm -hmm. if it's something that you really want to get into, like start off with small things, like start with like butt plugs and stuff like that. Butt because plugs can be really comfortable, yeah. Butt plugs, honestly, heighten sexual sensations so much. It could be, it's kind of a game changer. Yeah, it could be why, I, maybe it's too much for me because it when you get the anus involved, it's a very different type of pleasure than it, than vaginal, than vulva, yeah. clitoral. It's like, a it's almost like super intense in a very different way. Yeah, But yeah. some people are, you know, some people have their clitoris nerve endings near their rectum and so can literally come from having anal mm. or just being stimulated really? around there. Yeah. It's a beautiful okay. thing. I want it. See, I Please. was going to ask you because you enjoy <laughs> anal. I, I was going to ask whether you you enjoy the actual, like, physical act of it. <laughs> Put your hands down. Sorry. <laughs> the physical Shoving act of it. it in. Or it. <laughs> is it, like, the concept, like, the, oh, it feels naughty. But is, is, is mm. it the actual, like, sorry. Physical. <laughs> it's like Alice like shoving her hands like what, down. What feels, I'm fists. just intrigued. Like what feels pleasurable about it? Do you For want me, Um only if I have clitoral stimulation as well, because okay. I think for me, it's more of a mental thing of being like, this is dirty, this yeah. is naughty, like yeah. I shouldn't be doing this, it's so gross, but I'm doing it anyway. And also the feeling of being like, full in like another very full place it's weird it's like a really weird sensation but if it's twinned for me with clitoral stim stimulation i come so quickly because it's like it's almost just like such a mind thing because mm. our orgasms make our mind they're controlled by our mind really mm -hmm. so yeah, it, I don't think it's the physical act of the penis or whatever it is in the arse. So okay. do men have a G-spot in their body. They do, yeah. yeah. Absolutely, yes. But Can women I don't. have either of you pegged somebody? Yes. Is that fun? <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's a very different type of sex. It's. I mean, yeah, of course it's fun. It's but exhausting. It's, it's 
<laughs> Sex can be exhausting if you're just doing all the work. Um, I mean, all that thrusting looks so tiring. I was thinking, you know, I've got this like strap on, on and I'm like, wow, the dude's putting a lot of work, man. Like, I'm there just like enjoying them, not really making a move. But when I've got my dildo on or my strap on, on I'm like, yeah. fuck it. Go time. This is a workout. Like, you doing okay so down there? Okay. Jane Fonda, like, <laughs> hip thrusters. <laughs> Yeah, it, um, it's it's ve- it's so it's unusual. It's hard to explain um, because, especially because with a strap on, you don't have any nerve endings. You don't have a penis. You don't feel it the same way. It's very much the act of it. Mm. You can get strap ons that have you know vibrators or insertions that go inside you, but the 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 pegging that I've done has been just yeah. Well, just, just for them, really. It's, it's proof that sex is mind as well as yeah. physical sensation. Yeah, and I was just, I was just like, "Fuck, this is intense!" And he's just there loving it, and I'm like, "How can your little butthole take all this?" But all right, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> keep <boy>. going. <laughs> um, talk about G spots. A lot of people saying. Is there definitely a G spot for women? I'm convinced in capitals that it doesn't exist in for me. Okay, so new information came out recently okay. where the G-spot is is a myth in the sense that there isn't a button, there isn't this place. Um, what the G-spot actually is, is your clitoris. And I don't know if you've seen the diagram of the full clitoris. It's not just like this tiny little cute nubbin. It's a whole wishbone looking thing. I told her on my birthday, is, it's the size of a Coke can. Yes. And she didn't believe me. It's huge. It's she big. thought it was an emism, which is when I sometimes just make facts up. Yeah. Amazing. the truth. Um, <laughs> so the G-spot is literally clitoris. Round the back, you've got all these nerve endings and it's just basically the internal clitoris. And yeah. depending right. on where your nerve endings are and how big your clitoris your inner clitoris is you'll be able to find the g-spot but it takes a long time and a long time of of practice and relaxing into it It took me fucking years and years and years to find my g-spot and even then i still lose it i'm like oh no okay it's not really there but it also really depends on what you're using to Mm. stimulate it because i think you need a very particular fit to find it sometimes Mm -hmm. i don't think i've I've never ever been able to give myself a g-spot orgasm because i can't personally like find it myself Mm -hmm. but there has been particular penises that work just like instantly for the g-spot and so i think i think it's it it does exist but it's just different it's, it's getting big like the wand, different for everyone the wand uses the wizard yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah oh yeah it's a full like yeah. Yeah. harry potter moment yeah yeah feels like it. yeah but i think like that's something that m- so many people women particularly don't realize is that and I don't know what the statistic is, but I swear it's like 70% of women can't orgasm through penetration alone. Yeah. Well, this, uh, this along with squirting, was the number one thing is a lot of people just saying like, is it really normal to not, pen- uh, to not orgasm during penetration? Basically, are they alone? And B, like, what can they do about it? Like, is there any, is there anything they can do? Or are they like, just, destined forever to not be able to orgasm no. during penetration. Like you're absolutely not alone. I'm going to join in with those guys it and is say no. <laughs> The only time yeah. I can come through penetrative sex is when I am so turned on and maybe I've had sexual situations like, you know, like I've had sex the, the moments before. Basically, the only time I can get an orgasm, sorry, a G-spot orgasm to work is when everything is like almost swollen with pleasure. That's when I can 
achieve a G-spot orgasm, but that's still very on and off. I think and it's... I- we we kind of learned that it's it's about taking the goal away from the orgasm mm-hmm. because it's when I mean we've all been there that moment where we're like oh I'm gonna orgasm and then you think about it way too much and obviously it just disappears we've all been in that situation so it's kind of taking yourself away from like the idea of like I really just want to achieve this orgasm it needs to happen if you take that away and just enjoy the sex that you're having or the masturbation or the pleasure in general then you don't have you can just enjoy like every single bit because the orgasm isn't everything Mm -hmm. some people can't orgasm i think there are some people that it just doesn't it's it's just not very rare that you can't physically orgasm i think the main blockage for a lot of women is is our own minds and is not being comfortable enough not being turned on enough to actually be able to achieve that orgasm or you just distract yourself and you shut yourself off from it right so what would you recommend for people who aren't able to orgasm with their partners like to help them I would say firstly um aside from like other tools and stuff that you can use if it's something that's really bothering you there are sex therapists out there and that's their job to help mm-hmm. you dissect and understand what has happened in your past, what's happening in your head that's taking you away from achieving that orgasm. Cause sometimes it can be like in a trauma, something that's happened in your mm. childhood or in your like teen years or whenever really that's stopping you from actually getting there. But I think if you don't wanna go like that deep into it, there are so many other ways that you can explore pleasure and that's maybe using like additional tools in the bedroom like toys on your clitoris whilst whilst you're having Mm -hmm. penetration because to be honest a clitoral orgasm is just as great as a g-sport orgasm they feel they feel very similar similar and both amazing i mean both florence and i we both have weekly therapists we're huge on therapy um and we think that's super important just to get connected back in your back out of your head back in your body and i think a lot of pleasure and orgasms are that we are too in our heads when we need to be in our bodies i would really recommend if anyone is struggling to orgasm like almost like relearning by themselves, finding Mm. their own sexual pleasure, not relying on the other person. And if you can achieve an orgasm without that other person, then maybe that that other person isn't making you feel comfortable enough to achieve the orgasm. I really struggle, even with my partner who I can come with all the time. Sometimes I just get so caught up in my head. Yeah, me Um, too. And I mean, yeah, most of us do. And it's so hard to get out of that you kind of need someone to want to like hold your hand and be like, no, 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 we're going to keep trying. Let's not give up. Like there's no pressure. You need to hold your own hand. Yes. And do that. My my therapist said to me like a few weeks ago, which blew mine and Reed's brain. Um, he just said, your pleasure is your responsibility. So it's your responsibility to communicate with your partner to like make it happen in the moment because if you're putting it all on your partner, then you're never gonna get there. Yeah, and that's that's quite a lot of pressure for your partner as well. Yeah. So it's making sure that you are getting the lube and you are buying the, the right sex toy that works for you. And you are saying, hey, no, I know you've just had an orgasm, but I don't want this to be over. I would mm. like to orgasm and we're not gonna stop until we get there. Or like, hey, can you not come just yet? Is it okay if we do me first, no matter how long that takes, and then we do you? On that, would you have sex toy recommendations for anybody listening who's getting into it? Like a oh, beginner, yes. like, like a first couple sure, of toys. For sure, 100%. Our main one. 
Well, for beginners though, I would mm. say definitely start experimenting with bullets mm -hmm. if you if you are really new to the scene of yeah. sex toys. If you've toys. never had a sex toy, you need something cute and small for clitoral stimulation that you know you might not feel too embarrassed about having. The clitoral suction toys are a game changer. I think a bit much for me, but Yeah, it depends how sensitive you are down there. Yeah. And they can be quite intense, so it just depends on how much pleasure you want on your clitoris. Um, but our favorite. Our absolute favorite of all time is is getting a wand, is buying yourself a wand. Um, I mean, you can get like, I think Different the American size ones, ones as well. Yeah, like little travel ones. Um, but that is like such a large surface area. And for mm. me, I don't like really pinpointed vibrations or pleasure, it's too much. It, it like, it's too sensitive. So I like a large surface area, which is what a wand has. And that kind of vibrates the whole of the area. I just need to put a caveat in case any of my followers are listening to this because the last time I recommended a wand. Yes. <laughs> I got DMs being like, how's that going to fit inside me? Oh, no. <laughs> it doesn't go it inside doesn't, you. It doesn't, no. I just really want to put that warning out. Keep it outside you. Yes, it's it's just it's just for <laughs> clitoral stimulation, but it's also really great for solo sex. I mean, I use my wand pretty much like oh every God. night. Every day. Um, and for it's partnered it. sex, it's great too. So it's, it's really mm. easy for somebody else to use on you as well if you feel a bit embarrassed. But the best thing to do is if it's if they're not getting it right, you take the reins, you hold it. I mean, I have to do that all the time because it's it's hard to fucking find a clitoris sometimes. I even struggle finding my own. And so if they're holding it and you're like, doesn't really, I'm not really feeling this and be like, oh, just, just right here, hold that there. Yes. Or just be like, if you let me hold that there while you're playing with my nipples or you're sucking my feet or like while your dick's in my mouth, or whatever, then yeah, oh God, it's so honest, much easier. I don't think. all those things, I was like, Lip. I know, yeah. my mind was like, go, go, go. <laughs> There's been so many times where a partner has been holding a toy on me and it's been in completely, completely the, the wrong, wrong place. Yeah. And I've just not said anything yes. like an idiot. Uh, well, not like an idiot, let's not say that about yeah. myself. No, Because it's hard to talk yeah. about these things when you're having sex. Mm -hmm. But I think you're right in saying either direct them to where it actually is, mm -hmm. Or just take control of it yourself. Because yeah, you're gonna, you're definitely gonna have better pleasure if you're holding it because you know exactly the points that are feeling great. Yeah, it's so hard to do. We've only been brought up with sex ed, which was all about the male ejaculation and all the scary bits like and STIs and yeah. and not getting pregnant yeah. and toxic shock and all that horrible stuff. We didn't learn about pleasure and how to have pleasure, give ourselves pleasure, and how to talk about it with other people and do it with other people. We're so scared of it, yeah. which is why we do what we do. Yeah, why we love what you do and yeah. even though we do what we do it can still be hard and awkward for us to do but if it is hard and awkward you just have to push yourself to do it and you won't regret it you know you'll you'll get there eventually you'll get that pleasure you'll get that orgasm you'll get that amazing experience the more you talk and the more open you are the yeah more exactly just talk to your partner that's the be all and end all. Yeah. Well, we need you for like three more please, hours. Please, can you come back? I've got so many questions. 100%. Please come back. We didn't even scratch the surface of oh, these questions, No, that you didn't it's ask endless. the one about jizzing on the face, and I was I really interested. Jizzing on the face, that's such a good oh, question. I know. Okay, should we do it very quickly? Yeah. I don't want him to come on my face. He says it's his kink, and that I'm shaming him for it by saying no, but I don't want it. Oh, that's driving me mad. She doesn't want it. 
It doesn't matter if it's your kink. If they don't want it, then you cannot make them do it. I think a lot of people hide behind kinks or like will say yeah. it's kink shaming mm -hmm. when Same they want like a woman to do something. Same with well, pisses me off yeah. so much. You have to be so careful with all this stuff because there will be people out there that do take advantage mm -hmm. of it. And you need to fundamentally just always go back to consent because that is the be all and end all. Would you, could we just ask just to give that listener a really helpful tool mm -hmm. what language would you say that she takes back to her partner yeah. to just communicate that she really doesn't want to do it yeah he i mean it's so upsetting that he said you're shaming me it's like yes you might feel shamed but it's regardless of that like they they don't they're not consenting they're not comfortable with it you can't expect them to be okay with it then they need to have a conversation around this is something that's past my boundary. I'm putting down a boundary. I would really not like it if you ejaculate on my face. I know it's your kink, mm. but is there a compromise that we can come to? Can, yes. you know, can, are you, do you feel comfortable jizzing on my boobs or explain why you don't want them to come on your face mm. and have that conversation. Also hear them, you know, listen to them, understand it's, it's, it's so tough because I don't know what their language would be like, but, um, you can say like, I sympathize, I don't mean to shame you of your kink. It's really cool. It's something that I'm not comfortable with that I don't want to be a part of. Is there is there something else that we can do? Can yeah. we find a compromise? Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. And also yes. red flag, if he doesn't take that as a massive an answer, red flag. Red flag, run. Run, run. What else is he red flagging on that situation if he's talking about like, oh, you're shaming me for mm. not letting you come on. Yeah. Oh, no. Shaming me yeah, for you, saying no. You can't yeah. say no yeah. to yeah. saying things. Like, no. yeah. shaming, yeah. yeah. Please come Please, back. Please, will you come <laughs> back? We promise you'll come back. And we especially promise. want to hear about your first ever sex party. Yeah. Yes. And we've got so many questions more to go through. And yeah, this has just been brilliant. Thank you so much. This is Thank now hosted by four people. We're just gonna have to just Yeah, well you just join Thank you so much for listening. Should I delete that is part of the ACAST Creator Network. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.